Hello, and welcome to Pressing Matters, a podcast talking about what matters most to WordPress developers and WordPress business owners. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plugin author, website owner, and developer working with Delicious Brains. And Jack's a plugin author and runs WordPress agency made with fuel. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Pressing Matters, uh, a new WordPress podcast about development and business and probably other bits in between. We hope to have uh, new episodes every other week. But who are we? Jack, who are you? So I'm, I'm Jack. I, I run Made With Fuel, which is a uh, WordPress web design and development micro-agency based in Bath in the south of the UK. Um, I also develop Best Notifications for WordPress, uh, which is a plugin that replaces the email notification system in WordPress. And Ian, who are you? Uh, yeah, I'm Ian. Uh, I'm also a WordPress developer, and I'm also on the south, well, south coast of England, southwest. I'm based uh, in, near Bournemouth, and I work with Delicious Brains, who are the makers of WP Migrate DB Pro and WP Offload Media. I also sell my own WordPress plugins, um, Integrate, which is an Instagram WordPress plugin, and I blog about WordPress in various places, um, and also run WP App Store which is deals on WordPress plugins, themes, and other services like hosting. So yeah, we're, well, we're both pretty much into WordPress development and WordPress business. So this is basically our conversational ramblings bi-weekly, I guess. Yeah, and I think it's important to say that we just wanted to chat. We, we both found that we had more to say about what was going on in the WordPress kind of ecosystem. And um, yeah, and Ian approached me about starting a podcast so i said yeah i'd love to i'd love to do that so it's just a it's a chat really it's an informal kind of chat roundup of things that are happening not necessarily that week or the or those couple of weeks but things you want to talk about things that you know pop up in our day-to-day kind of you know use of wordpress i guess yeah things that we don't always have time perhaps time to actually blog about and sit down and write and formulate get all the ideas out this is just quite nice to kind of chew the fat and complain and you know talk about things that are going on Mm -hmm. um yeah so what have you been up to this week jack uh this week it's been a bit of a random week i've worked on a whole bunch of things i finished a big project last week so um there's always like the odd thing left over from that um we'll be doing that i'll get stuck into a new project this week as well which runs for a couple of weeks so is that Uh, is that client work is that actually a new a new website build for a client or is that yeah yeah it is, yes, yeah, both, both client work. Um, yeah, big project for one client, new project, small two-week project for another client. Um, both of them custom WordPress themes, custom designs, everything really. Uh, and I uh, released uh, a new add-on for uh, BNFW, my plugin, Better Notifications for WordPress, uh, that deals with uh, user subscriptions. So you can create a notification in the plugin and have... Uh, sort of set what user roles or users you want to send that notification to. It's like when a new post is published or something, you can get it sent out. But the obviously it's not particularly GDPR friendly. The user has to opt in or opt out, you know. So this new add-on is something I wanted to do for a while and I didn't manage to get it out back in like May, June time. It's just, you know, it just takes a while to do these things. But essentially it just gives you um, a view with it or uh, the admin or um, you can add uh, the like a table or a list of, of, of notifications you might want to opt in or opt out of um, via a shortcode on the front end. Um, and you can set it to opt in or opt out by default from the settings, if you're the admin and you set up the plugin that way, or um, 
and once that's done, it you are either opt-in or opt-out by default. And then once the the user you know logs in or whatever it is they want to do, they can then choose which ones they want to opt in and opt out of. Um, so it's good, really. It kind of it patches a major kind of hole, I would say, in my offering of the plugin. Um, and yeah, that was released this week and and had a sale on the on the day it was released actually. So I was quite pleased with that. Nice. How did you um when you decided to build it and you, as you say it was a bit of a hole in your in your offering had you had lots of users sort of asking for it and was it you know a much requested feature or or did you did you kind of think this is what's missing like how did you get get to it yeah so <clears throat> i when i started the plugin and i don't obviously don't want to just be the only thing we talk about here but um when i started the plugin like it's about five years ago now actually um about three years ago i had a really serious think and developed the entire roadmap and I would say 80% of what is either been done or being done was from my original roadmap. And the other 20% has been like user requests or submissions and things. And even that has been filtered down to make that 20%, you know, because not all, not all ideas are good ideas necessarily. So that has been a highly requested feature, user subscriptions, even before GDPR kind of was a thing and was a, you know, enforceable. Um, but it has been on my roadmap for the full three years. And it just, I, I've only been in a position within the last two years, I think, to produce add-ons. And then it's just a question of finding which ones are the most valuable and putting them out in order. And th this one came up, this one was probably higher in my list than some of the other ones, but the GDPR thing pushed it to the, where it is now. So it's, it's great to get it out. It's, I'm so pleased it's out there now. Yeah, nice. Uh, actually, probably for a whole different episode, but we should talk about add-on pricing. I was going to ask you how much that is, but uh, it's probably a whole different uh, conversation to have. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a good feeling to get stuff out of the door, isn't it? It is absolutely. It's really good. And it, it comes with a, an update to the core plugin as well, like the free core plugin on WordPress.org. And um, that's always interesting to see what what comes out of that as well, because it's not just support for that add-on, it's also fixes for things that people have reported or new features or whatever it might be. This is really just a support for that add-on and a bug fix release. Um, but it's always fun to see like how many downloads do I get on the first day or second day and all that sort of stuff from from on a release mm. day. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's, and it's quite a lot of work as well these days. I mean, you're pushing out a, a, an update to a core um, plugin was just, or to the free core plugin rather, was just, it used to take like an hour, you know, write the readme and all that sort of stuff. But if you're doing an add-on to tie in with that, and you've got to write the sales page, the documentation page and everything, it can take half a day to do that. Yeah. And I, I always under, under budget for my time when I do that. So um, yeah, next time going to leave it like a whole day. <laughs> yeah, it's well, and then you've got to factor in sort of the testing and, and you know, which is, it could be a very quick skim test or, or really, um, quite in-depth release testing. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, what else is going on? What else have you been doing? You, how's your office um, stuff? Oh yeah, so yeah, I've been working on my office. I've been breaking concrete last weekend, knocking out a patio. I had a whole load of trees removed from behind my garden, um, and then I'm having my fences and stuff re replaced um, like next week. So that'll be that'll be good. Um, I'm, I'm kind of documenting everything. I've taken like 40 gigabytes worth of footage from a GoPro um, nice. the last week, um, for my next like YouTube video. So I'll, um, 
I will, it'll all kind of become clear in that one. But yeah, so it's good. It's moving forward. Uh, I'm really pleased. I've, mo- I've decided this week I'm moving my garden office build back from October back to March. So um, it, it's, uh, I'm trying to get it done before my second baby arrives, which is the middle of March. So um, it's, it, there's a lot to do, a lot of planning uh, that I'm doing at the moment, just working out sizes and structure and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a bit of a minefield, but it's, it's going well, I feel. It's going well. Um, how about you? What have you been up to this week? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm currently sat in my garden office at the moment because, like we talked about before, the um, <clears throat> I, I was in a similar position to you last year where second baby on the way and needed the room, so we kind of got a garden office built. Um, but, yeah, I'm mm. just just going back to yours, is, will it be your second video that you, you would yet to, be, yet to produce? Because we'll put the link to your YouTube channel or your youtube series in the show notes because i'm quite intrigued to follow that as it goes obviously having done that last year but probably not so much from a hands-on perspective as you're going to do so it'd be quite be quite fun to follow that along from you know your first video to actually completing it yeah sure um yes it is it's my second video so the first video really dealt with um kind of ascertaining that I needed planning permission to kind of not to do the building itself, but to move my fence because it falls within like a meter of a road. It's a really crazy rule. But um, so you had to do that. It was about um, changing the electrics, had to get a new fuse box, that kind of thing, sort of gearing up for like these kind of um, core services really that will require, uh, that are required way before you build or, you know, do anything so it was kind of just touching on that what I plan to do the rough plan of the whole thing and this one is about the construction of or deconstruction of my garden and then kind of rebuilding bits of my garden and then yeah it'll carry on from there I think the third video will most likely be where I actually get to start building it things like the foundations and the floor and stuff like that so um yeah it's it's good it's I I basically decided that I needed one last no this January the January we've just at the beginning of this year and then hopefully by March it will actually be built so it's, it's been a long project for me and it's it's starting to things are starting to happen you know out in the garden and stuff things are you can see things coming uh coming together and it's really good yeah nice well we no doubt have like office updates every uh, every episode yeah quite possibly <laughs> until I'm in there and then I'll be recording this in there yeah um yeah so uh, I've been working mainly this week with uh, stuff with delicious brains um when i'm working there i'm working mainly on deliciousbrains.com the e-commerce site that sells the plugins and all of that jazz um and yeah i've randomly started to investigate working how to manage custom wordpress tables um with an advanced custom fields repeater mm-hmm. um, because i just couldn't really be bothered to write all of the stuff to create a meta box to this was you know, table data that was associated with a post type. Um, and I could just couldn't really be bothered to write a meta box, write the code, get all of the jQuery to do updating and inserting and deleting rows from the table. So mm-hmm. I kind of thought, could I do this with a repeater? And yeah, ACF has a bunch of fields, um, or a bunch of filters that allow you to kind of hijack what's loaded into the repeater and what happens when you update the, re- the repeater when you save the post type. Mm-hmm. So that's been interesting and no doubt write a blog post about that just how how it was done mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i mean i guess most of my week is also just checking out what's going on in wordpress world which 
at the moment you can't escape it. It's Gutenberg. It's it's all about Gutenberg and the impending 5.0 release of WordPress. It is, yeah. I mean, I subscribe to a couple of email newsletters about WordPress stuff, and it's all Gutenberg. It's uh, you know, you'll have a plugin section. It's like these plugins are ready for Gutenberg. You have a theme section in that newsletter, and it'll be like these themes have been updated for Gutenberg. This is the Gutenberg news. This is the Gutenberg podcast. It's it's all you can't get away from it like you say it's, it's just everywhere at the moment and um it's it's kind of a shame actually that there isn't more news about other things that are going on at the moment or at least not news being reported on um mm. i think i follow quite a few sites and and they it's mainly just gutenberg and it's it's becoming a bit wearing <laughs> i think i'll be i'll almost be relieved when it is released you know uh because i'm hoping that that kind of what's going to happen kind of thing is going to settle down a bit um, and then we'll start to see the real news you know uh, rather than the speculative news mm-hmm. it's interesting as well when you're you know you're just listing the gutenberg themes the gutenberg plugin or compatibility and all of the gutenberg things i saw a, a tweet from uh, morton rand hendrickson about you know we talk about the gutenberg editor and it's to replace the tiny MCE classic editor, but the Gutenberg project is a, it, you know, it's a, it's a code name. It's not like, are we going to know it like that forever as Gutenberg? And everybody seems to have got on the bandwagon of Gutenberg times or the Gutenberg news and all of that stuff. But actually, will it not just be the way of editing? Like, and I don't, I haven't recalled. I need to dig that tweet out to see if there's any kind of like, end closure to it because I don't remember seeing somebody like Matt Mullenweg or somebody from the WordPress core team to say, yeah, we'll, you know, deprecate the name and it will just be known as the editor from now on. Like mm-hmm. we'll just know it's Gutenberg forever. And it's just, you know, the Gutenberg steam train basically. Yeah, no, I get that. I think you could compare it to when WordPress overhauled the admin and it was MP six was the plugin and mm-hmm that just got dropped. You know, it wasn't like this is WordPress MP6. It's just, this is the new look of WordPress. I mean, there's lots of names obviously for the current WordPress editor and it's been kind of been given this name of classic editor now, but yeah, tiny MC or WordPress WYSIWYG editor or whatever, or, you know, the visual editor or whatever it is you want to call it. There's all these kind of names for it. Um, but uh, Gutenberg, it's almost, I don't know why they couldn't call it like the new WYSIWYG editor because it's more of a WYSIWYG editor than the current WYSIWYG editor because mm-hmm. well anyone that's spent any time in the current editor classic editor whatever you want to call it it's far from WYSIWYG I mean arguably Gutenberg is going to be more WYSIWYG than this is so you could have yeah, just called true. it the new the new WYSIWYG editor or something um codename Gutenberg you know but yeah I think you're right I think there's the marketing kind of side of it has sort of um, fallen down. But again, this is what I mean about once once it's been released and the, the news kind of calms down a bit, I think you'll actually get an idea of what this thing is, what it's going to be called, you know, to a new user that uses WordPress. Do they even care? Do they know it's called Gutenberg, you know? Well, well, quite, I guess. But then, if you know, if you take a developer that starts using WordPress, there's this whole kind of ecosystem around Gutenberg, the, the Guten blocks and... Um, Gutenberg ready themes and like Guten is being used as a kind of you know prefix synonym for the new editor but yeah it just it's a kind of a funny situation where it's almost it will become synonymous with the new thing and yeah there's 
there's Gutenberg news sites and that's, although you know it's not quite named Gutenberg but everything around the blocks and the different blocks that are available um even though I think it was the the guy from Array Themes, Mike McAllister, had set up Atomic Blocks, which mm -hmm. is, I presume, it's just a big catalogue of new blocks that are out there and available, um, which probably well, recently got acquired by WP Engine mm -hmm. as part of the Array Themes. But, yeah, just knowing things as Guten Blocks, obviously the whole idea, the whole concept of the block is the new way of constructing the content with the new editor Mm -hmm. I mean, blocks as a term is kind of that's fair it's it's what it is but it's it's just it's just slightly concerning that it will be this future of guten um and whether or not they'll wordpress as a as a core product will do anything to try and drop it like yeah i see what you mean about mp6 but not quite the same prevalence and it's a lot more um i don't know in, embedded now as a term Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that, that's not my biggest problem with Gutenberg, for, for sure. Yeah, no, sure. No, I, I totally appreciate what you mean. Um, and like I say, I think it comes back down to that kind of the marketing side of it, uh, side of it. Um, and I think it's been, I think it's because it's such a big deal, you know, to how WordPress kind of moves forward. It's almost like it's been pushed. The plugin has been pushed at people a lot. Do you want to try the new version? Wasn't that in 9.8, 4.9.8? or 4.9.7 was when yeah. it said there was the, the pop-up screen and stuff. And it said, do you want to try the new editor? It's been pushed to you. Like MP6 wasn't necessarily like that. It just came with, is it WordPress 4? Might have been 4. Yes. Yeah. It was around that time anyway. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, I, I don't think it was 3. It was, I think it was 4 something. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been pushed to people. And, and you know, they've, they've sort of said this is Gutenberg. It's not necessarily it's the, the new editor. Um, so I think yeah, it's... True. True. Yeah. That decision was 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 really taken when that call out in the dashboard happened. It, that, yeah, yeah. And, and there are probably lots of developers that you know didn't release anything, and their first product was a Guten block or a Gutenberg block. You know, uh, that's a thing on the you know on WordPress.org that you can download, and and then you've got a new block type. You know, and they've inherited that, and that's become you know the thing. That's what you call it and stuff. So. Yeah, I'd be yeah. interested to see what you like. Uh, we'll see what see what happens. Yeah, moving moving down the line. Um, I can't think of another example within WordPress where that's happened before, and they've had to drop part of a name. Um, maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah, may, maybe maybe it's it's yeah. It's one of the things that are kind of frustrating about this whole you know the the, the development and the implementation. But I mean, when it, when it actually comes to usage like you're building sites for clients all the time and you obviously have existing clients on WordPress. What are you, what's your approach? How are you dealing with their sites? How are you advising them? Have they even said to you, hang on, what's this Gutenberg business that's popped up? Yeah. So none of my clients have mentioned it at all. Um, and I think there's two reasons for that. Firstly, any client that I host I, and I look after the sites, keep their sites up to date, plugins, themes, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I installed the classic, classic editor straight away. So that was, when I say straight away, I mean like when they sort of announced that it was going to be, you know, like on by default. And I know like the news has somewhat changed around that kind of thing now, but when it's going to be on by default and it was going to be everyone's site's going to break, that kind of thing, 
which was the case say at the beginning of the year sort of you know spring sort of time um i just installed the classic editor and then there was the classic editor add-on which kind of uh, suppressed the notification screen or pop-up screen that we were talking about a minute ago and I, that just that helped because it, it just took the it, it took almost it took away all the stuff that, that wordpress kind of added um to kind of push you in the direction of gutenberg and just let them use the site as it was designed for them and you know how i had left it so yeah. i i kind of just just took it out of the equation really and and i continue to do that as well for, for new sites and i need to have a really really good play with gutenberg and see how i get on with it in terms of um stuff uh, you know dragging and dropping post content and sort of the layout of a, of a post or a page or anything this episode is sponsored by better notifications for wordpress a simple but powerful plugin that allows you to customize the email notifications that wordpress sends using a WYSIWYG editor and shortcodes all of the default WordPress email notifications are available for you to customize, as well as lots of new and useful ones. Find out more at betternotificationsforwp.com. Part yeah. of the problem that I had it, have is that um, towards the end of last year, beginning of this year, I, I switched from purely custom themes, as in building a custom theme using my own um, start theme that I developed over many years, and using custom fields i used to use custom field suite and i switched to acf which i've used on and off for stuff anyway for ages um and basically with those in those two just make an entire website you know custom fields and and um a custom theme with a with a design and pages and so on and i started doing that now i have a hard time trying to reverse that decision because it took me a reasonably long time i think from a a, a one-man development team uh, you know company uh, to get there and if I was to reverse that or move on to something else I not only would be confusing myself and my own development process and chopping and changing it too much but I'd also be confusing my customers as well mm. um, it, I've got to learn this stuff they've got to learn this stuff and I think if I was to jump on the bandwagon now or when 5.0 comes out um, I would be learning on the time of my clients that they have bought with me. And I don't think that's fair. I think it should be time, you know, wait till 5.1 comes out, you know, wait for all the, the bugs to be ironed out and, um, or some bugs to be ironed out, make it more, you know, make it work better. And then I'll reassess the situation. But at the moment, I'm really enjoying using Beaver Builder. And in fact, what I've done is I've taken my custom theme, I'm using the Beaver Builder theme as well. You can have a Beaver Builder child theme, obviously. And then I've combined the two. So I've got this, um, my custom start theme with all the stuff for Beaver Builder. So it's, it's quite powerful now in terms of drag and drop capabilities. So all the sites I make now are drag and drop friendly. And I don't feel that Gutenberg is going to rival that of uh, Beaver Builder and specifically Beaver Thema as well um, for quite a while but maybe that's not their intention i don't know i mean ultimately they, originally it was meant to be just a much better post editor and it wasn't going to be building websites but i don't think that's the case anymore i think mm -hmm. you know they, they've moved more to you know block layout and you know left to right and columns and responsiveness and all that sort of stuff and you know you're, you're touching on design and layout territory which is uh, better handled through a custom theme or a, or a plugin that deals specifically with custom themes so 
that's a very long-winded question uh, answer i've given to your question there but um yeah i think for, for my clients i think i'm just going to stay clear of it for a little while longer and then sort of see how we get on you know maybe in i don't know six months nine months time yeah i mean and in that sort of in our world that means six months nine months that means a year and a half doesn't it and mm. at least the 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 news recently about the classic editor end of life being probably 2021 i think um there was a mm -hmm. post on the make blog which which at least means that you know because for the type of clients or the type of sites that you know your clients want that they don't want the capability to do all of that so we won't we don't want to change necessarily to using that way of doing it and as you say doing it on their time and you know costing them money just to kind of change the approach but at least you've got maybe a bit more runway with the classic editor staying alive mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I guess gutenberg is going to do more isn't it it's going to replace the customizer it's going to change how the whole site is built um but it, just going back to you you're talking about using beaver builder are you mm -hmm. is your does your client you have the drag and drop functionality or are you dragging and dropping to kind of build the how it will look and then they kind of still have the prescribed areas to edit the content or it's it's both so <clears throat> so i'm i'm using it to speed up my development uh, to drag and drop things in um mm. i don't have to worry about you know the the grid or you know anything like that i mean i set my grid up so you know i've got a 12 column grid on the site i will set that up uh, beaver builder uses my styles so it knows what kind of grid i have designed for that site and then it allows me to drag things in, in really quickly i don't have to write things in html and php i can literally drag and drop stuff in so i can put together a page in less than half the time than i could have done when i was making purely custom themes i would say you sacrifice a bit of speed and i would say you sacrifice a little bit of um, code efficiency as well but um the the output is the same and for the client and for you know the the money that they spend and the kind of budgets that i work with which isn't tiny tiny it's not but it's not massive either um mm that's fine for them and you know and and when you i know caching isn't a silver bullet or anything but if you start using caching and stuff like that it works very well and um i i think it's a great tool i think it lowers the barrier of entry for for other developers and and you know people to get sites going as well i i offer a service now um at the time of recording where you can i can build your site that's it'll probably take me a few days to make i deliver it within about two weeks for a thousand pounds and the only reason I can do that is using Beaver Builder and Beaver Thema. I would yeah. never be able to do that, you know, with anything else. Now that is just literally starting up WordPress, dragging, dropping everything, and then sending it to them and saying, this is the site I've made for you. Um, hit, your content is in there. Uh, this is kind of using your logo and so on. So it's a very basic site. It doesn't go into huge amounts of detail, but it gets them a website and it gets them you know a, a website that they can then customize via a drag and drop page builder so it's really good for that i don't think gutenberg's gonna touch that kind of thing i don't think it's it's not it's, not for now certainly not for 5.0 no exactly and and i would even say gutenberg plus you know i know it's not it's going to sort of replace the customizer and all that sort of thing but even the customizer with trying to customize the, the header and the footer and all that sort of stuff and even if you had a better page builder like gutenberg in the middle somewhere for your content i still don't think it's going to be good enough and you know why because there are tools out there that do it now 
Yeah. So why? Yeah. Uh, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Why, personally, it's it's annoyed me that it's not stayed a plugin that for longer, or you know, or maybe indefinitely, because you know this is this is a new feature that you know previously WordPress has all been about lean, mean, and kind of obviously let's ignore the technical debt and all of the the guff that goes with it but they, they haven't made too many sort of decisions that say right well we're going to add this whole feature because actually that's plug-in territory and that's always been the, the, the um the line like that's mm-hmm. a plugin you, there's a plugin for that it's leave that to plug-in territory why acf has been great because it's been left as a plugin um why all the page builders are now amazing because people you know it's their business they've mm-hmm. got the time to invest in making the page builders the best they can be um, and there's obviously the competition in the market. There's God knows how many page builders out there, but yeah, like they're, they're all good quality tools to do page building. Whereas, uh, you know, trying to trying to force something into WordPress core that is doing all of that and in, you know, improving the editor and it getting all the blocks and kind of changing everything is, is very un WordPressy. Um, and the fact that it's trying to be shoehorned into 5.0 and not just 5.0 but 5.0 at a certain date i mean i was just listening yeah. to the wp builds and matt mullenweg saying that there's probably 100 reasons why it still could not be released for 5.0 at this date but it doesn't seem likely that it will be pulled or it will be um delayed because you know that that's the path that is quite obviously um what's wanted um and mm, yeah yeah it, but the problem is like i saw a tweet from alex denning is it alex denning or alex oh, yeah. price sorry saying mm. that he, he'd written an eight thousand word blog post using gutenberg um apparently it looks like he enjoyed it um but he found loads of bugs and also the bugs got worse the more more words the longer the post which is worrying um which does sound like there's some sort of major um, you know, JavaScript performance issues or whatever, but, and uh, to the point that you couldn't save it. Mm. So that's worrying. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the speed of the development, every release, there's hundreds of new changes, new bug fixes, and, and now we're in, you know, release candidates and beta releases of WordPress 5.0 with Gutenberg in it. And it just seems like it's nowhere near a release like the amount of bugs and there's things that are changing perhaps still as well, which is, that's so worrying for me. And, and again, like you, I've got classic editor everywhere and you know, you can, I'm not an early adopter of software anyway, but, or hardware, but mm-hmm. you, I think you'd be foolish to go straight into 5.0 with Gutenberg turned on. If you're, I don't know if you've got sites existing and I don't know, unless you're perhaps a blogger and it doesn't really matter for, for how your site is because you just want to write content easier, which is fine, but that's not what Gutenberg is only for. So yeah, it's, it's scary. I mean, November it's, well, it is November. It is November. Yeah, it is. I, I I mean, I don't actually follow that many people that develop, you know, work on WordPress core on like Twitter, which is the only thing I really use. Um, But if the news is anything to go on, it feels like it must be chaos 
you know, in, in terms of development. And like you say, everything's breaking. What, what's it going to be like for a new user on a new site that installs Gutenberg um, and they find a load of bugs in it? That is going to, that, that leaves an opinion of WordPress, not the Gutenberg editor. Yeah. And, and you know, WordPress is renowned for being a very quick, very easy, I mean, the five-minute install, that kind of thing, way to get up a, a site up and running. But there's just enormous selection of plugins and themes to be able to use and the fact that you know you can do so much for free is amazing and everything and i i don't want that to be spoiled i, I love wordpress and i love wordpress for that and i don't and i i'm worried for it because i don't want it to be spoiled because of this strange arbitrary you know release date and i and i think they won't back down from it now because it, it, they've set they've set themselves a line and, and as soon as they try and change that they change their line. So what else can they change their position on? You know, and it shows, it almost shows weakness. And um, I don't want that to be the case either, but I, I thought WordPress was better than that. That's the thing that mm. bothers me, I think, is that I, I, I felt that everything was better better than that. And and as such, I think we're, we're getting a huge community split at the moment as well. It doesn't feel like a community. It used to feel fairly unified. There was always people that would rather develop in, you know, Drupal or Joomla or whatever it might be, you know, or Squarespace or, whatever because and they have their own reasons and that's fine but the wordpress community i've always felt is pretty solid and there's always things that people will disagree on or you know think they can do better or you know whatever but that's why we have the, an open source platform to contribute to and patch and you know i think the only concern that you have there is whether or not your patch will be approved into a particular version and that can really slow up the site that you're building or it can slow up development overall on, on other features because that feeds into something else somewhere else um, like responsive images or something you might find a problem with responsive images you want it patched responsive images affects everybody but if it takes a couple of versions to get there that could be a real pain and that puts you off using wordpress but that i feel is the the smallest problem um, mm. in comparison to to gutenberg and i don't like the way the community split split over it um, i don't like that there's been for i mean there's there's loads of different, you can, I know I've heard and I've seen you can get lots of different versions of WordPress. If you want like something fixed, you can find a little patch for it or something. But I don't like that there's been a proper fork of WordPress now um, where one is for Gutenberg and the other one is Classic Press, which mm. I think a lot of at the moment. And what they're trying to do and, and why and everything. Um, but it, I don't like that split. It doesn't, it doesn't feel... Um, I like that WordPress is a community. I like that it's a distributed company that develops it and they can work together as a community, even though they have no central office and all that sort of stuff. I love all of that. This is the first time in, well, seven, nearly eight years of working with WordPress professionally that I felt that this has been a little bit worrying. Yeah, you can definitely feel the community there's i mean it's it's a spin of storm really in terms of how people have reacted to gutenberg and you know there's this whole it's 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 a big change people don't like change like i don't like change myself but yeah the the problem is because it's been handled from a point of view where you know the gutenberg team have been appointed to work on gutenberg and they've been primarily automatic staff which is you know completely fine that's what automatic are there for if they want to put staff behind a feature that's great but because the the you know the 
on the roadmap of Gutenberg for WordPress 5.0 has been a heavily um, automatic, it's their focus. It's meant that contribution seems a lot harder. Like the community, obviously, if, you, if you've got a big issue within WordPress, it's nothing to do with Gutenberg. It's not really going to be looked at because you've got core contributors who are just solely working on Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. So everything kind of falls down by the wayside whilst this is happening, which I guess if we're rushing to get Gutenberg in, in the, the positive of that is that once it's done, we can start looking at other stuff again. We can, you know, work on other areas that sorely need work and attention that have been languishing because of Gutenberg. So that'd be good to get all that going again. But contribution to me has felt like, you know, I've raised a couple of Gutenberg tickets or issues on the GitHub repository mm-hmm. and things just get closed like people raise issues about usability and how complex they are because it's harder to understand obviously the new way of doing things in Gutenberg I saw a tweet also recently where somebody had said well they'd raised an issue about how basically in classic editor if you write a post and you want to insert a link to a pdf you would just go add media upload the pdf and change your the anchor um, text and insert it and it would be straight away the pdf would be uploaded you'd have a link to it and that would be quite simple from the existing way of doing it but with gutenberg you know quite confusing how to do it and actually you'd have to perhaps add another block for this and it wasn't it just wasn't obvious and there was a little bit back and forth on the on the github issue where someone said well you could uh, drag it in and the whole screen did but you it's, it's not obvious blah 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 bit of backwards and forth and then someone just well one of the Gutenberg leads just said this solution exists which in reality isn't as easy as it is currently and close the issue and like from from a contributor point of view that's pretty naff because uh, as the guy who raised the issue came back he was just like well hang on do you think this is solved what's you've already said that it's perhaps not optimal but like what does closing the issue mean to you? Do you mean we're not going to look at this again? Or mm. like, and it's felt like so many voices have been shut down, um, probably because there's been swathes of negativity and people actually getting pretty cross and angry, which isn't very cool. But like, the the whole c- contribution aspect of it seems to have got very narrow and not very easy to contribute or help and people don't want to perhaps if you you know you're just going to get shot down so yeah like like you that is it's disappointing to see and I, i'm a bit bummed that like wordpress is kind of going that way and the fork isn't a good it's not good for the community overall um mm. yeah but then like you've got loads of critics can they all be wrong like there's obviously big issues there's big accessibility issues that mm. aren't being looked at enough so yeah, man, I, I'm not looking forward to when it drops, and when I say when it drops on November the nineteenth, because we, you know, it's pretty much a fate complete that's going to happen. But yeah, it's it's a big change. Yeah, it must it must be difficult for the people that are developing it as well, because um, at the end of the day, they're trying to do something that's very different, and it's it's hard. It's hard to do that. It's, it's hard to break new ground hard to people that have been using the WYSIWYG editor since WordPress was born really um, or the current editors you know has been there for forever and to do something different um, 
is is hard and and you know trying to get past all the criticism must be difficult um i just think it's been handled you know just not quite right that's all and like you say if if can if contributors or people that are um not contributors sorry if the developers themselves are you know closing github tickets and and kind of preventing the debate on improving things and listening to the community then that's that's a big issue that's a different issue it's not just about gutenberg it's a why well why choose gutenberg to do that why didn't you do that if there was a problem with you know meta boxes or um i came across an issue that hadn't been fixed for years uh, a couple of months ago about permissions with new user roles that have been pro programmatically kind of added and it's like well why why doesn't that get fixed i appreciate it might not be something that affects everybody but currently that's something that's broken versus the classic editor which isn't broken it's always been there it's mm. almost like can you not just fix some of the backlog first and then move on to the other things? You know, where do you draw the line on debate? Where, where doesn't, and, and yeah, like you say, you know, we're going to get a, um, there's going to be a shortfall as developers uh, for fixing all of those, um, some of those ancient issues, you know? Um, and I appreciate that Gutenberg might just say, you know, take it, I don't know, say you've got a hundred issues in WordPress. It might be that 25 of those, are mute they're completely irrelevant now because gutenberg has come out you know and that um and it, it might be that there's a, it's a there's that play as well going on that you know once we've developed this thing it, it knocks a whole load of stuff out that we don't have to worry about anymore um but uh, and i appreciate as well on the flip side that not everyone likes tiny mce i, I mean you can get pluggers that, plugins that um replace tiny mc with the ck editor uh which people like because it does things like like a lot of my clients send me stuff in word format and tiny mce yeah has a well it did have a paste from word in uh yeah paste from word button in the uh as a button in the in the editor um yeah. but ck editor does it on its own and does it quite well apparently um and i haven't used it i've only really ever used tiny mce even sort of before i used wordpress it was tiny mce in various things and it was it's it's, it's not ideal, you know, as a, as a thing, you know. Um, but yeah, the, the the thing you were saying about Alex's um, Twitter, where he wrote like a 9,000, 8,000, 9,000 page blog post, uh, page, <laughs> uh, word blog post. Um, you know, WordPress is, was originally known as a blogging platform. So if it can't deal with you know, long form, I don't know how what, what you would class as long form these days online, but I, I would say that's a fairly wordy, um, you know, blog posts, and if it can't handle that particularly well, that's a concern as well. And yeah. what what makes that any better than writing something on Medium, which is a very popular kind of long form or can be long form kind of article, um, you know, blogging platform uh, or anything else? Really, it's it is a it is a concern. And it, what's interesting, I think, is that um, a lot of people talk about the downsides. I haven't heard a huge amount about the upsides of it um beyond the whole oh this is great because this makes it a lot easier to kind of you know drop in blocks which does simplify things dramatically i think um yes it's a step away from how you look at stuff like when you're writing a word doc or how you're you know writing things in tiny mce yes it's completely different to that but in terms of a page building or a post building kind of um solution it's it's good and it's probably more in line with other um platforms out there like squarespace and so on 
well, quite and that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly it, isn't it? The goal. And uh, yeah, it's, it is a nice experience from what people have said and, and sort of the small usage I've, I've done of it personally. And you do get, you know, the, the positive feedback and, oh, that, that would be so much harder to do. And you'd be, you know, screwing around with short codes or trying to align things or whatever. And, but that, that is only for the people that are, you know, trying to craft blog posts and stuff. And, and I think my, gonna say my biggest because i've probably got a lot of big issues but one of my issues is the fact that to to you or me that if we're building um client sites and if you're an agency or you have hundreds of sites that you you know you're you don't really want your client to have that much control over stuff and you've got prescribed areas of content and all this gutenberg doesn't really work like we've been so long turning wordpress into this like the cms like with bits of content, custom fields and all of that stuff that makes it easier for clients to have sites that look nice and they know exactly where to put everything and they're just not going to break it. But Gutenberg isn't for, the, isn't for us as developers, isn't for those kind of clients. So it's just such a, it's a shame that it's, it's now being pushed on. Um, yeah, so long term, I don't know how it will work for agencies. I guess everybody will start having to build in blocks and change in, like you said earlier, changing the way you've been doing it, which is kind of a massive hassle to do that. And I don't want to keep sounding like, you know, I don't like change, but it's not, it's not like, Oh, I'm just going to have a fun playing with this new blogging way of editing. It's your business. It's your bottom line. It's your, it's costing you time and money. So, and obviously for some people, some agencies, it's huge and it will be a big cost. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I probably could ramble on, about Gutenberg for some time um so we probably should wrap it up we should yeah I think I think we could talk about it for for a very long long time um but yeah yeah definitely let's, let's wrap it up the, I said at the beginning how everything is like you know Gutenberg themes Gutenberg plugins Gutenberg podcast this is just another one and this is our first one yeah so let's let's come back to it in episode three let's don't do it let's do not next time but yeah <laughs> It's bound to come up. It's very current, isn't it? It's bound to keep coming up at the moment. And you know what would be really interesting, actually, is say we did loads of these, you know, and, and I hope that we do. So we get yeah. to 50 or 100. That's 50 or 100 weeks away or possibly 200 weeks away. That's a decent enough time to be able to look back, listen to this episode ourselves and see, you know, what has changed and how different it is and um, how we're all developing with Joomla by then. Yeah, or I'll be like <laughs> loving Gutenberg and developing blocks, and and then yeah, you'll just point out to me that I hated it back in the day, and I used to moan about it all the time, and yeah, yeah, it, I would have become a bricklayer, <laughs> just a, a home office, not garden a block office layer, a bricklayer, <laughs> Guten office. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly, we'll have the benefit of hindsight over time, but yeah, well, it's good to talk to you anyway, Jack, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, and uh, look forward to recording the next one. But get yeah, to you next time. Bye.